Welcome back to the Morning Skate, episode 253. Uh, we, you know, we kind of went on a hiatus. It wasn't that we weren't trying. Uh, we tried a couple days ago. We had we had some, uh, just some stuff. Just wasn't working out. Then we had 4th of July. Tons of things going on, but welcome back. If this is the first time you're listening, this is your host, Ked. I'm joined by my co-host, Brownie. Brownie, how's, every, how's everything going, buddy? We, I'm good. I'm psyched to be back. I feel like we haven't done this in quite some time. A lot's happened. Uh, we had some IT issues. I know people that know me aren't going to be surprised. It was on my end. And uh, <laughs> we're back. Spanky new uh, setup and good to go. Yeah. Talk, let's, talk about, let's talk about the new setup, man, because this is something that's been in the works. You got yourself a fucking laptop. I do. It's I mean, I'm how do I say this without sounding like a complete douche? I'm very happy with the laptop I have, but it's not the laptop I wanted. <laughs> okay. That, no, and that's fair. But hey, listen, dude, like you don't just you don't just buy yourself a Porsche when you're getting your first fucking car. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, you gotta work your exactly. way up to it. So I now have my own laptop. It's mine. No one else can use it. Well, I say that I say that as a tough guy with no one else home right now. Uh, yeah. And you and but, I have uh, talked yeah. about this, by the way. If we if we can start hammering out some sponsors where we're getting some rev coming in for this podcast and shit, the first okay, this is this shouldn't come as a shock to anybody who's listening to this podcast. All the money that we make on this podcast goes directly back into it. Having said that, if we can get a fucking big deal, you're gonna get the laptop you want. That's and we well, we've kind of been over that. There's other and, things. There's other things we could spend money on too. Yeah, I know, but we got the mics. I would like my co-host to be, you know, you know what I'm saying, dude. It, I, I, it, I appreciate we're gonna figure that. It out. But uh, how was your Fourth of July, man? My Fourth of July was a uh, a good time as always. We go down to the South Shore of Boston and the Irish Riviera, as it's known, and it's where the third is the big night, not the fourth. Um, okay. Years and years ago, the fourth they didn't want to compete with Boston and all the fireworks, so it was always on the third. We have friends and family on um on Duxbury Beach, Duxbury Marshfield Beach right on the right above the cape there. Excuse me. And um we have the bonfires, the whole neighborhood chips in for the fireworks. I want to say it's it's pushing like 3 or 4,000 dollars worth of fireworks every year and I'm one of the the three idiots that my responsibility for the last 10 or 15 years has been to light them off. <laughs> so we were at we were at another house. I left everyone to walk down to go light them off. Uh, they told me I came walking out of the the gloom of sunset and the bonfires like a WWE entrance, which my choice would have been Mankind's Music, the car crash, the pyro, and uh, yeah, we lit them off. We we all like we said every year, 10, 10, 1 and two. We everything was intact, and uh, as always, one idiot brought fireball. When we said we weren't going to drink any hard alcohol and, you know, it is what it is. It takes me a little longer to recover from these these uh, nights than it used to. No, I don't. Yeah, I, it was I, good. I, it was good fourth. We had fun time. You? What did you do? I didn't see a single firework, which I, I'm kind of over the whole firework gang. I think I'm at the age now where I need to be lighting them. Otherwise, I'm not interested. Uh, That's fair. Like, much like you, I celebrated hard on the third, took the fourth off, watched the boys. You and I talked about it before uh, the show started. Amazon Prime, check it out if you haven't seen it. But went to my neighbor's, had a fucking sick barbecue, went swimming. He got this fucking side by side. So, like, I'm looking for a side by side bad. Um, but yeah, we had it's a good time. Went swimming. It's like a UTV, it's an off road vehicle. It's like oh, uh, four seats, like a car. That's way to kind of, uh, it's like a small car or a big four wheeler that's enclosed. Gotcha. 
Um, but yeah, dude, it, it was good. Hung out with my buddy Dakota for a bit. Just, you know, just trying to keep it, trying to keep it clean. We got a big bachelor party coming up next weekend. So like, I'm, and I'm really trying to booze just once a week. And I think we, you and I probably have this conversation as you get older, it's really hard to do that because if you want to yeah. lunch with a friend, you're going to have a beer. If you want to dinner, you're going to have a beer. If you go play recreational sports, you're going to have a beer. And then before you know it, you're drinking every day of the week and you're like, why is this happening right now? Yep. So I'm trying to simmer down to one day a week. Although this weekend we're going to Long Island. We got a, a beach house, Mastic Beach. So like that. Is this, the, this is the bachelor party. Yeah, it's the bachelor party. And uh, I think Kira's going to come hang out. Shout out to her. Morning Skate OG. Um, but yeah, it should be good. But we have, we have a ton to talk about. Wait, then, so. do you go in long? Do you go to a bachelor party in or on Long Island? How's that work? I've never been. I can no, let you know. Is that a whole thing with Long Island? They say you're either in or on. I don't remember which way you're supposed so, to say it. <laughs> my neighbor and I actually have like this thing where uh, I have a neighbor. And then whether you call it up the road or down the road, we have a, another neighbor who comes and hangs out. And then so it's always an argument whether or not he lives up the road or down the road, hmm. which is it, this has been going on for like five years. Like, and every time a new person comes over, we explain it to them. And they're like, you guys are so fucking stupid. Yeah, I get that a lot. So fucking stupid, dude. When we get to Heroes and Zeros, remind me to tell you the story of this goldfish. A goldfish? A goldfish. I almost had a fucking episode in PetSmart, dude. Um, But (laughs) that's where we are. Let's just get into it. Mia Culpa's brownie. Get ready. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the Morning Skates Mia Culpa's with Cat and Brownie. All right, again, if you're a new listener, Mia Culpa's, we just kind of go over everything, you know, that we fucked up the week before. So. Are, you, are you, do you anticipate a lot of new listeners? Is that why you're explaining? Know, I went on Facebook today and I, all of our posts, you can click on it. And yeah. if like somebody likes it, but hasn't followed your page, you invite them. So I must have yeah. invited like a thousand people to like our show. Oh, nice. So we'll see. All right. So. Uh, and the reason there's a voice to Mia Culpas is because when I first mentioned it to Ked that we got to start doing Mia Culpas, he thought it was a stripper. And he was like, is there some hot chick named Mia Culpa? And then we found a Mia Culpa to be the voice of Mia Culpas. So there you go. Full circle. Still haven't met her yet, though. Yeah. Well, I only communicated with her via email. So um, so back to Mia Culpas. <laughs> either <laughs> either we we've been doing well. Or it's been so long since you recorded a podcast, the few people that still give me shit for everything we get wrong have forgotten about it. So there was only one, and this was more not so much a uh, not so much a correction as more of a, a, a additional shout out. So we talked about when I was up in Toronto for the hockey tournament, the captain of the team I play for, or one of the teams I play for, Johnny D. Uh, the D stands for Donkey Dick. He, um, sixty-seven years old, played five games over three days or something. But I found out the last game he played up in Toronto, he played for he filled in on another team after we were eliminated. He played with borrowed gear, borrowed sticks, and borrowed skates because his gear was already in the van on the way home. The skates were so big he had to ball up socks and put them in the toe. Can you imagine? I think Panarin, like growing up, he was so poor that uh, his grandparents, the skates that they bought him, he put shoes on inside of the skate. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that that makes sense. But when you're 67 years <laughs> old playing in a beer league tournament, it's a little different than escaping the, you know, oppressive regime of of whatever he was, uh, Russia, right? Yeah, so he played with – so I, if you said to me, hey, I, I forgot my jersey. You got a white jersey. I It'll take me a good 10 minutes to feel comfortable wearing someone else's jersey. 
I can't yeah. imagine everything else. I, I don't I don't think I would do that unless no, it, unless I, there was something seriously in it for me like a championship and I knew we were gonna win and I didn't have to like perform that well I would do it other than or that, they like probably. really the guys really needed you or something but all that and skates on top of it like it's not your cut it's not your radius you the edge I mean geez Louise the only time I've ever done that was like playing goalie like when you borrow yeah, your buddy right. gear and you, like, you put it on and you just he feel skated so out and from yeah. what I was told he had a pretty good game so shout out to him and that was it. That was the only thing. That was it. Boys are yeah. buzzing. Right now. But it's still pretty something. That's remarkable. Well, I think we are almost 10 minutes into the show, and I don't think we fucked anything up quite yet. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing good. Uh, NHL okay. News. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> NHL in the news. Let's get her going. First things first. Uh, this was this was kind of uh, I I would have thought Barry Trotz was going to Winnipeg. I think if you would have asked anybody that that was going to happen, he turned it down. Uh, he was offered free beer for life and other amenities from uh, local Winnipeg companies. He's going to take the year off from coaching, according to the reports. Wants to spend more time with his family. I'm kind of surprised. Um, but at the same time, Winnipeg's not really like a, like a big playoff, like contender right now. So maybe that had something to do with it. You think that Trotz maybe looked at that roster and was like, yeah, maybe. I mean, cause if that's a really good team, I don't think he's turning that down. Yeah. Well, he turned out so reportedly he turned down the Bruins and the Flyers also. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to the Bruins and the Flyers here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That's called foreshadowing. After they got sh- shut down by Trotz uh, and Tockett, the Jets have the new coach. Rick Bonus was named head coach on Friday, left the uh, Stars. Now he's in Winnipeg. I, I literally just talked to Fink, and I wish I would have asked him what he thought about this. Um, oh, based so- on Finky's, Finkel's posts, he's like, well, I think he's thrilled that he's not in Dallas anymore. Yeah. Actually, speaking yeah. of Fink, can I, uh, can I detour us for a moment? Yeah, detour. So, what are, what are you- for those that don't know, Fink is our Dallas Stars writer. He covers all Texas hockey. And he also has adopted a Finnish team. Are you aware of this? I heard about this, yes. So it's a Finnish team pronounced Ilvis. And I told Fink I'd pump it up a little bit. He has been following them and writing about them. And he his his own Texas hockey podcast called What a Hockey. Uh, they're going to go to Finland and record. And the team like was reached out and was like, can't wait to have you come here. So good job. Thank What an experience, huh? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, be, I just wanted cool. to give him a little love there to our boy. I Fink. Love I love that. Well, bonuses in Winnipeg. We'll see how that ends up going. Um, <clears throat> this was crazy. Disco wrote a blog about this. He's our caps guy. Ovechkin signed a one day contract with the Dynamo Moscow, which is a football or soccer team, depending on where you're from. And he, and he scored a goal, uh, which was wild. Um, and he, like, laid somebody out. <laughs> like, wow. it, it, was, it was kind he of funny. Against he, a team full of bloggers. So it wasn't like these are world star athletes. What do you mean? Oh, that wasn't like a team he was playing against? No, it was, it's quote unquote a friendly match, which means it's like a PR thing. It's like the mini one-on-ones oh, in between man, that's way less cool. I thought he was like playing against legit soccer. No, players. no. And he was playing against a team full of bloggers. And like I said in the sheet, it looked like when Putin played hockey, they were like, oh, you know, him. 
I mean, listen, he scored the goal, which means he could hit a soccer net with a soccer ball. So it was a nice touch. It was a nice, it was a nice touch. Soccer net's a pretty fucking big guy. So it was, it was, it was a PR stunt, but still good for him. And he, and you know, I give him all credit. He wore number three in honor of his dad, who was a semi pro soccer player. So good on him. But to call him the next, you know, second coming of Ronaldo is a little, little much. And if you kind of think about it, where he did score that goal, kind of right around where he scores on the power play. Yeah. yeah. Well, you think, well, I think that was a coincidence. <laughs> but uh, shout out to Disco. Good blog. Um, yep. Chicago Blackhawks have hired uh, Luke Richardson as their new head coach. He played over 1,400 games in the NHL with stops in Toronto, Edmonton, Philadelphia, Columbus, Tampa, and Ottawa. The least step in the act. Uh, he can buy 201 points in 2,500 or 2,055 penalty minutes in a 21 year pro career. Uh, he's been coaching since the 2009-10 season as an assistant at the NHL level with a four-year stint as a head coach of the Binghamton Senators. Uh, this will be his first time uh, as a full-time uh, head coach there. I feel like Chicago's kind of been in shambles with head coaches since Quinville left. Chicago's, well, Chicago's been in shambles, period. Yeah. <laughs> For more sure. than just a coaching. But I think it's good to see a guy get, instead of the recycle, I like to see these new guys getting jobs. You know, yeah. fresh voice, fresh view, you know, you know, I, I, as great a coach as Trotz is, do you really, you know, he might have made a difference. Do you really think Bonus is going to make a difference in Winnipeg? He's a great guy, but. Yeah, you know. it's a good point. So. Need, need some new some, fresh blood out there. Some youth. Um, this is kind of crazy. So Florida. Speaking of coaching. Yeah. Yeah. So the, their coach last year was Andrew Burnett. He was a finalist for the Jack Adams, which was the NHL's best coach. Um, he was let go in favor of Paul Maurice. This is funny. I love how you put this in. No word yet on the validity of reports that Maurice was interviewed at a gentleman's club. That was a shout out to what happened in the playoffs. Uh, I really like Maurice. I think he's a great same. coach. I like how he sticks up for his guys. At the same time, I mean, Andrew Burnett, they, they, I think they scored the most goals in the history of the NHL. Yep. Um, a world, uh, like a record setting power play, but in the playoffs, <laughs> you can't count on the power play. His interviews in the playoffs, I think, is what made him leave. Oh, when like, he talked about how the other he team was had lost, war. dude. Yeah. He was lost. Like there was think a- at that point, at that point, he might have been like, "What the fuck? I I've tried everything." You know? Yeah, but like, if I'm a, if I'm on the Panthers, I'm watching my head coach take those interviews like that. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like you want well, a guy might have been like that? Florida Panthers might have been like that anyways, because that was a pretty veteran heavy team. True, but you know, I just, he's younger than a lot of the players, wasn't he? Isn't he very young? I don't think he's that young. <coughs> oh, it's not like we don't have the world information at our fingertips here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I was just kind of surprised about it because I and I know it was Coach Q's team he left, but like somebody still had to steer the ship for a majority of that season. So I, I don't know. If I if I'm a team, I would take a shot on him. You know what I mean? Like it, What's the worst that's going to happen? Oh, he's 48. He's older than I thought he was. I thought he was like 35 for some reason. Fair enough. Uh, Hockey Canada. Oh, boy. Yep. Minister of Sport Pascal Saint-Ange has announced that the Canadian government is freezing funding for the organization until it signs with the new federal agency that has power to review and investigate abuse complaints and issue sanctions for inappropriate behavior. 
This is in response to an allegation of a young woman who says she was sexually assaulted in a hotel room by eight players in June 2018. The case was settled out of court, but the current governing body of Hockey Canada is now required to have the players involved with the, uh, in the suit cooperate with third-party investigators. It's a lack of transparency within the organization, which has led for these changes, as Hockey Canada has reportedly had one to two sexual assault allegations per year for the last five to six years, per a member of parliament, Michelle Ferrier, or Ferrier probably. Uh, on Tuesday, Scotiabank announced it was pausing its sponsorship with Hockey Can in response to the group's handling of the alleged sexual assault. I mean, Sheesh. come on. Yeah. That's that's a tough look. You know, mm. I mean, mm. I hope I hope it's it's all unfounded, but it doesn't sound like it. And with the history of these these assaults on these players and the players <clears throat> not having to cooperate with investigators, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You yeah. know, you, you listen, you can skate and play hockey doesn't make you above yeah. com- conducting yourself like a decent human. 100%. Um, yeah. it, it's kind of like the boys, dude. It's like <laughs> Hockey Canada is like the superheroes of Canada. You can't be doing that Devon. shit. The Vaughn. The Vaughn. Brennan Shanahan, the least players, marched in the Toronto Pride Parade, and Shanahan shot off his arm with a football throw to the roof of the Triple Decker. I'm sure we'll talk about Brennan Shanahan a little bit. What a legend he was. That's why I put it in, yeah. Uh, Buffalo resigned Craig Anderson to one year, one point five million contract. I like this. I think this Anderson is a smart played, play. Yeah, he played he played well enough in Buffalo, and he's you can tell he's beloved there by his teammates. So is uh, uh, is the kid from Northeastern? He's got one more year at Northeastern, right, Levy? I think so. Yeah. So I think it's depending a good on when Northeastern season runs ends, he can hop in. You know, like Cal yeah. McCarr did after UMass's run. So yeah, see. Buffalo's gonna be good. I think in a few years. Uh, Philly, they got torts. Now they should have gotten torts a long time ago. Um, very it seems kind of like similar. a no-brainer. It's similar. I'm and I, I'm almost positive that when torts left the Rangers, AV came in, and now AV's leaving the Flyers, and torts is coming in. You think uh, that's his? That's his move. He just follows AV around, and he's like, I know specifically how to fix this guy's fuckups. When the Philadelphia Flyers signed Elaine Vigneault. I remember thinking like this is against everything in their identity as a hockey franchise organization. Everything that they've done throughout the history of their franchise, Elaine Vigneault was literally the exact opposite. This this guy fits their image, like yeah, through and through. Uh, Cam Atkinson was like he was super pumped. Brandon Dubinsky. Uh, I just put this in because this was hilarious to me. Yeah, prayers up to the NHL Flyers players with a picture of Torts in his ear when he sadly stared at the ice. Uh, I think this is going to be good for the Flyers. I think it'll make them more fun to watch. Yeah, I think the Flyers are up against it. They have some issues internally <laughs> with the whole Hextall and Bobby Clark. And, you know, then they had uh, Hayes, whatever, what, everything that happened with to Kevin Hayes with the injuries and his brother. And they had some underperforming players. And then Giroux leaves. And it's just a little bit of a free fall. But you get Torts in. Johnny Gaudreau, who's coming up in our list. I mean, if Gaudreau decides to go home, that's a shot in the arm. I mean, could, some things could happen. And like we've said for a long time on the podcast that the NHL is better when the Flyers are relevant. Easily. No. Easily, easily, so, easily. Yeah, Torts will, Torts will sell some tickets, you know. 100%. He'll put fans in the seats. So that'll, that'll give him uh, a little bit of a leeway with the ownership group. I would agree. Uh, CHL news. The Hamilton Bulldogs won this year's OHL championship, made it to the CHL finals after dispatching the WHL champion Oil Kings, and then the... Oh, my God. Sean I, McGinn. Yep. Cat, cataracts? Cataracts, yep. 
Yep, in overtime in the semis. Uh, the team is led by Anaheim prospect Mason McTavish, third pick overall. Faced off against the St. John Sea Dogs, who are led by uh, <coughs> Islanders prospect William DeFore. The Sea Dogs got that stat line, dude. Look at his yeah. stat line for the season. 56 goals, 66, and 116 uh, points in 66 games played in the regular season. <laughs> Isn't that good? Think he's going to be good with Barzal? What do you think? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, the Sea Dogs got it done and won the CHL Memorial Cup with the resounding 6-3 win over Hamilton. Uh, DeFore was named the MVP after going 7-1, and 8 in four games played, finished the tourney with a plus six. McTavish was a lone bulldog. They remained on one knee on the ice to watch the Sea Dogs get awarded the Memorial Cup. Okay, so I put that part in about McTavish because I don't think it was the hardo move. I think it was legit because he looked legitimately upset. And if I'm Anaheim, right? Is that Anaheim has his rights? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'm Anaheim, that's what I want to see from a future mm-hmm. duck is that he stayed out there, watched it, and burned it into him to know what it takes. And that's that's like that's like a gets laugh type move in my yeah, mind. I think that. So yeah, no hundred percent. Sounds like they got a good one. Is that is he Craig McTavish's son? I don't know. Yeah. Again, we could look at it. Up. I think McTavish actually just got hired on with St. Louis. Yeah, he did as an assistant. He's he's took, chief, yeah. yeah, he took over for uh Montgomery. Um, Carolina has given Ethan Bear permission to talk to other teams. According to reports, Carolina still wants to sign Bear, but the two sides are not close on an agreement. Um I also Wait, saw Neil Niederreiter, Vincent Trocheck. They're both heading to free agency. You know who's uh, rumored to be in on Trocheck, right? The Rangers, I think. No, the Bruins. The article was, can a Prius and a Ferrari coexist? Because the whole uh, thing well, with him and Marshawn. And Tony D'Angelo. So it kind of seems like things are kind of unraveling there in Carolina. Carolina, maybe. But I put this in, though, about because I feel like as much as, listen, sorry to Mike Wood, we do make fun of Carolina quite a bit. But this is a smart way. If if you have an RFA, and granted, again, for the millionth time, you and I are not front office people, coaches, we're two idiots in front of cameras. Um, if, yeah, okay. And you agree. <laughs> if um, if you're that far apart with a free eight with an RFA, why not say go see what's out there? Because you yeah. have the right to match. It's 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 like a, all cards on the table. Ethan, we want you to stay. We have our number. You have your number. There's a pretty big gap. We don't want this to get acrimonious. Go see what the open market is, and then we'll come back and talk about it. And he didn't play at all. And he and he played no. quite a bit in Edmonton. So yeah, hopefully he. But I think in. that's a, I think that's a good way to handle it. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm interested to see who leaves and stays for Carolina. Yeah, it'd be a real yeah. shame to see everybody leave that team. Um, Calgary admits the rumors that Johnny Hockey is agreed in principle to a new long-term deal with the Flames. Gaudreau's agent tweeted, there's no truth to it, as Alberto waits to see what happens. Flames have made it clear they want Gaudreau back and offered him eight years at 9.5, but reports are Gaudreau's camp has not responded yet. Per his agent, this is not about money. It's about where Gaudreau wants to work and live and chase a Stanley Cup for the next seven to eight years. <laughs> it's not a good look. And was there not – didn't their GM or assistant GM come out earlier this year and was like, yeah, Johnny Gaudreau is going to be back? I'm yeah, pretty that's, sure. That's what started all this. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't sound it. I saw Philly and I saw New Jersey were like the teams that are really going to be pushing for Johnny Hockey. Well, that's where he's from, that area. But I know he's very, very tight with Kevin Hayes. True. But if he's from that area, him and Jack Hughes would look pretty good on a line together. Yeah. And, they, and then you get the whole, small, the whole sports but, part of it, too. Yeah. You know? 
So we will see. Um, T's and P's, rest in peace to uh, Calgary's longtime organist, Willie Jusen. I think so. I uh, played the organ for the last 34 years at home games. Rest in peace. I hate seeing shit like this, dude. Um, John and Monty, rest in years. peace for the Ranger. Uh, yeah, you hate to see it. I cannot believe that you put this into this doc. Uh, infuriated. Uh, that reading. Really I like him. I like him, man. The guy scrapped it all the way in. This is the last time this podcast will utter these two words: Carter Hutton. I'm going to call it a career that. after 235 games played in the NHL. I uh, came out of UMass Lowell, played for Chicago, Nashville, St. Louis, Buffalo, and Arizona over his 10-year career, compiling a 908 save percentage, 2.76 goals against, five assists, 16 pims. Done. All right, moving. I'm going to get him to come on as a guest. Oh, I would be fucking pissed. <laughs> Uh, this was wild. Yeah. So the Tampa Bay Lightning traded Ryan McDonough to Nashville for Grant Mismash and Philip Myers. So yeah, I put in was, the thing. It? was it was it Elliot Friedman? I think so. Um, kind of broke it down. And what was going to happen is he had teams that he he didn't want to go to. He had that no trade clause or whatever. So he had a no trade, not a no movement, and that's a very <laughs> right. different thing in the NHL. So essentially what they told Ryan McDonough <clears throat> is, hey, listen, like you're going to pick the teams that we can trade you to or we're going to put you on waivers and Columbus has already agreed to take your contract. Yep. So that's why McDonough went to Nashville. I'm hoping karma comes around and bites them in the ass for what – I mean, McDonough was – he was so good for them. That completely, by the way, changes their team. Like wholeheartedly. Well, they think, they think Sergachev can make the step to fill in. Good luck. Good luck. With oh, that. I agree. I, I'm glad to see this because I love McDonough and I hate Tampa Bay. So there's only like one other player on, on Tampa Bay that I root for at this point. So, But at the same time, kind of a weird move for Nashville to go get Ryan McDonough because that's a whole lot of cap between him and Yossi. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, Nashville's right? been a playoff player, and I, he's going to be great in Nashville. Ryan McDonough is a hell of a hockey player. I think this is starting to kind of see, you know, the turn of the tides there in Tampa. And one thing that I thought was interesting, and he put up a Facebook post or an Instagram post about it, and I kind of went into their profiles. Him and Patty Maroon became really, really, really tight yeah. uh, during the time in Tampa there, which I didn't know about. So uh, good well, luck to Captain America. Ryan McDonough, one of, I think he's the most underrated defenseman in the game. He, um, yeah, I agree with that. But the other thing that, that weighed in, that played a part in this, is that the cap remained flat. It didn't mm -hmm. increase. So Tampa was up against it. You remember Kucherov's shirt, you know, with all his bullshit. Right. And, you know, hey, everybody's got to pay. You want to dance, you got to pay the band. Yep. So <laughs> but we'll see. Um, HL Chicago Wolves goalie Alex Lyons has been suspended for the first two games the next season after flipping the double birds in the championship picture. After hanging a shutout on the Springfield Thunderbirds, it was a game suspension for each bird. In response to the entire front office, the Wolves tweeted out a picture of them celebrating the victory and supporting line with their own double bird display. That's kind of cool. Did you see this? No. Oh, it was great. So he he did the double birds like, fuck you. It was great. I mean, it was emotion. He's kind of still AHL. He's like 20, maybe 21, right? So he's still having fun. He hung a shutout. Good for him. He gets suspended for two games. So then the, the whole front office with uh, – is it the Calder Cup? I think it's the Calder Cup. Yeah. They all took a picture with the Calder Cup, and every single employee in the front office was flipping the double birds. So I love that. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Vegas traded Evgeny Dadanov. Finally, if you if you remember, he was gonna be traded, and then like the NHL was like, no, no, no. They, um, he never they he they never uh it was his no trade. Right. He didn't sign um, 
Well, he went to Montreal for Shea Weber's contract. I think this kind of means Shea Weber's done, which sucks. Yeah. Uh, you remember that the Knights previously attempted to trade down up to Anaheim, but the NHL Knicks to trade is violated in our trade list. When the trade was announced on Twitter, Anaheim retweeted with a are you sure reply. So uh, we'll see. And then also Frank Cervelli, Riley Smith agreed to him an extension, but the deal is not being announced uh, due to cap tagging issues, which I don't know what that means, but. It means they're going to be over the cap if they say it now. They have to wait for the new fiscal year, I believe, is what. I, but I love how Frank Cervelli's like, the deal can't be announced as he's announcing it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, cool news. Mike Greer became the new GM of the San Jose Sharks after three years at BU. Greer went on to a 14-year NHL career: Edmonton, Washington, Buffalo, and San Jose. He played 1,060 games, aligned at 162, 221, 383 with 510 pims. He chipped in with another 101 playoff games, known as a smart defensive player. He played all 200 feet, banged bodies. He he was he was a gamer. Yep. Uh, growing up in Holliston, Mass, suburb of Boston, Greer's father, Bobby, held various positions with the Patriots for two decades, and his older brother, Chris, is currently the GM of the Miami Dolphins. Greer is the first black GM in NHL history. Good for him. Also, he was with the Rangers organization for a little bit. Chris Jury came yep. out with a thing today saying, hey, congratulations. He's going to be great. Gonna well, be they missed. play together in Buffalo, I think, right? Yeah. Um, cool. I like this. Yep. I like this. Mike Greer, Mike Greer is always one of those guys that he he played the game so smart, and he tr- he played with effort and pace, and he did all the little things. Would He's back it up, too. Yeah, yep. he, he was cool. Um, so congratulations to him. Uh, Los Angeles Kings traded their first round pick in University of Minnesota defense and Brock favored in Minnesota for the rights of Kevin Fiala. Yeah, the Kings needed help and the uh, Minnesota was psyched to get um, Brock Faber back as uh, part of this deal. I mean, I'd be pumped about the first round pick. Is Kevin Fiala that good? Kings think, though. All right, we'll wait and see. Uh, Brownie, take it away. So the Bruins have hired Jim Montgomery as their 29th coach in team history. Montgomery grew up outside of Montreal and played for the University of Maine, where, if you remember, the old Yankees remember, his third period hat trick in his senior year, his captain year, propelled Maine to the national championship. Uh, Lake Superior State, I believe. Uh, Montgomery, uh, that's a Mia culpa, probably. Montgomery broke into the NHL in '93 with St. Louis. It might not be because my old hockey coach, he won some. Uh, he won a national championship for Lake Superior State. He scored the game-winning goal. They were nasty. They they've stopped oh, for years, but they Montgomery, were. Montgomery Montgomery scored a, nat, a natural hat trick in the third period to come back to win. Yeah, yeah. I just, wouldn't just, be surprised if that was a team because back then that right, team was fucking good. Uh, he broke into the NHL in '93 with St. Louis and compiled a 12-year career with stops in Montreal. Philly, San Jose, and Dallas. As a head coach, he won two championships in the USHL before moving on to the college ranks, bringing home a national championship as the head coach of the University of Denver. He joined the Dallas Stars as head coach and went 63-40-10 over two seasons before voluntarily stepping away and checking himself into rehab for alcohol issues. Since his comeback, he has worked as assistant coach for St. Louis and brings to Boston a reputation as a winner who works well with veterans while not being too hard on the younger players. David Perron, and listen, if you don't think I'm pumped about this guy, this just shows you that I'm quoting this fucking rat. David Perron said it best when the news broke. Quote, congrats, Monty. Great pickup by the Bruins. Appreciated by everybody around the room. So Montgomery is basically a winner at every stop. And (coughs) there's been a lot of stuff here on, like, Bruins social media. Not the Bruins team, just, you know, in and around. About, this guy's a drunk. Listen, fuck off with all that noise. 
The guy stepped away. He did what's right. He did what's right for himself and his family. And everybody deserves another chance. Like yeah. That. Um, I think it's kind of telling that Jake DeBrust rescinded his uh, trade request almost immediately afterward. Fucking guy. Well, that I mean that ju- that just shows it though. Go because Bruce Cassidy was mean to him. Fuck off. Yep. Yeah, but like I get the vibe that 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 was a lot of the feelings. And if no, Krejci comes right. back. If, yeah, yeah, Krejci could come back. If we'll get Patrice to that in the Bruins talk. Patrice Bergeron comes back? Well, Bergeron is coming back. 100%? Uh, he's on vacation, but yeah, he says he's coming back for it. I think he said everybody thinks it's going to be one, but it could be two years. He I hasn't think, had a press conference yet. I think that this is very telling about Bruce Cassidy losing the room. <laughs> All I can say is about Jim Montgomery, the best compliment I can pay him, and I hope to have him on the podcast someday, and I hope to root him on for years. The best thing I can say about him at this juncture, besides everything I already said, he's not David Quinn. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. I was, oh, my God, I was so hoping that that was going to happen. <laughs> well, supposedly, they were the two finalists. I was so pumped. And you want to know what? The balls that you have to be a head coach in the National Hockey League on a team that potentially could win a Stanley Cup and stepping away from that, no matter what the fuck's going on in your life. Yep. That takes some fucking cojones, dude. Like yep. he did he did what's uh, right for him and his family. So yeah. I, I I'm pumped about this. You man, I'm Hal is fucking through the moon. So yeah. <laughs> um, Vancouver Canucks GM Patrick Alvin announced on Friday that the club has agreed to terms with right winger Brock Besser on a three year contract for a six point six five million a year. I I love Brock Besser. I think this is a great deal. Yeah, I feel like that's a great deal for Vancouver with what he yeah. does. He's good. He he's definitely very, very good for him. So um. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Paddle Hold on. Just wait, wait. You got to give the disclaimer, Maz. If you're listening to the podcast, take off your pants right now and get ready. <laughs> Pavel Datsuk just called it a career and announced his retirement after five years playing in Russia. Datsuk burst onto the scene in Detroit, where he dominated for 14 years before returning to the KHL for the last five seasons. NHL numbers are Hall of Fame worthy: 953 games played, 314-604 for 918, just under a point per game. With 228 penalty minutes, he ended the regular season at a plus 249. Only had a single dash season, and he was only minus two. Crazy. He had 157 games played in playoffs, going 42-71 for 113 with 55 penalty minutes. They called him the Magic Man. He won four consecutive Lady Bing trophies. I hate that. Uh, with three Selkie trophies, I like that. To go along with two Stanley Cups, love it. He was also part of the Triple Gold Club as he won World Juniors in 2012, Captain Russia uh, team to the Olympic gold in 2018. The best story is great, dude. Is Detroit had him on the radar when they went to scout a defenseman on another team, and someone told them, watch, watch the little guy on the other team. The Detroit scouting team kept an eye on him. And when they set uh and when they went to scout him a third time in the summer of 1997, a storm grounded the plane. The plane was uh, ground wait the plane that was grounded also had a scout on Calgary on it and due to the storm the rumor is the only NHL team that saw him play was Detroit you took him 171st in the 1998 NHL draft that's late in the sixth round not crazy just to- I bet they're I bet they're happy about it right oh yeah I'm sure but well I mean Detroit was early in on all the Russians back then too but yeah just what a player this guy was yeah you know? he was incredible um kind of sticking with Russia 25 year old Russian star goalie Ivan Fedotov, Philadelphia guy, has been detained in Russia for evasion of mandatory military service. According to his lawyer, he was hospitalized for being injected with unknown substances by force. This comes on the heels of uh, Fedotov signing a $1.1 million deal with Philadelphia after leaving uh, the SCA team based in Moscow. He reportedly was sent to the Arctic Naval Base Sivormoronsk in preparation to fight in Ukraine. Sheesh. 
So this guy wanted to leave his team, which is basically the Russian Red Army team, wanted to leave his team, sign with Philly, sign the deal. And as he was preparing to depart Russia, he was grabbed and shot up against his will and sent to this naval base. And no one knows where he is at this point. That's fucking crazy. That's Russia, man. It's like Mogilny shit. Well, it's 2021. This is 2022. 2022. I lose my fastball. Um, Boy, talk about just a fucking roller coaster of emotions that is. Like, I just signed $1.1 million to go play in the United States. I got my Gucci belt on. I'm going to the airport. Damn. For a goalie, Philly. It's not a bad call because they can't seem to do anything right when that. No. So Carter Hart's still, I don't think, the answer. It's, that's maybe. fucking hard, dude. So. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure Russia still has Brittany Griner, don't they? Yeah. Yep. It's fucked up over there, man. Um, the Hockey Hall of Fame announced the nominees for this year. Daniel and Hendrik Sedin, Roberto Luongo, Daniel Averton, Rika Salinen, and Herb Carnegie. We all know about the Angelers, but Salinen is a Finnish legend in the women's game. She played 30 years at the international level, posting a line of 63, 59, 123, and 81 games played. She also helped Finland secure a pair of bronze, medal, bronze medals in four Olympic games. Carnegie was elected uh, post... Oh, boy. Uh, posthumously. Yeah. Posthumously. After he died. Okay. In the builder's category. He was of Jamaican descent, spent his career in the Quebec Province League, in the Quebec Senior Provincial. League. Goddamn. Uh, he did a tryout with the Rangers in 1948, 10 years before Willie O'Ree broke the color barrier. And O'Ree said that Carnegie should have been the first player color to make the NHL. Notable omissions, McGilney, Curtis Joseph, Rod, Rod the Bod, JR, and Keith Kachuk. Now, McGilney's been eligible for a while. Have these, have these yeah. other guys also been eligible for a while? Yeah. But out of that, out of those listed people that we talked about afterwards, McGillney's got to be the number one in my mind because of what he went through to come play. Without there's a there's a documentary I forget what the fuck it's called, but search Alex McGillney Russian defect on YouTube. It's like an hour and twenty minutes. It'll blow your it's fucking insane. mind. It'll yeah. blow your mind. Um, I don't get it. And like Daniel and Hendrick Zine, yeah, they're pretty good. They're Berto, pretty good. Daniel Alfred. I mean, what did Daniel Alfredson ever do? Oh, he put up the numbers. The longevity. Did he ever win anything? He might have won when he with Detroit, right? Didn't he win with Detroit when he went oh, over to I Detroit? Know. I completely forgot about that. He might have won a gold with Sweden when Henrik was there. Yeah, he might have. But like Keith Kachuk not being in the Hall of Famer is kind of wild. I mean, all these names right here, I think they're yeah. all pretty. I don't know. Um, NHL awards. Have we not done this yet, dude? We haven't done. We haven't been on in a while. All right. Well, the Vesna went to the Prince. Uh, Igor yeah. Shosturkin. Not shocked. Wait, I, wait, 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 wait. Are you calling him the prince or are people in New York calling him the prince? I've called him the prince since he's gone here because Hank's been the king. Right. But I doubt that. I don't know if they call him that. I like it, though. I do, too. Uh, I don't hate it at all. Um, I mean, what a, what a fucking year by that guy. Kept us in every game. Um, yeah. It's Shades of Henrik Lundqvist all over again. Fucking a uh, team that everybody thinks is sick just with a really fucking good goalie. So. so on my the heroes and villains blog that I have coming out, uh, spoiler, Igor is uh, one of my rangers I put on there. And I said, this is a bold statement. You ready for this? Lovely. I said he may go down as the best rangers goalie of all time. By the if time he wins some clubs. It's just, dude, it's just infuriating because Henrik Lundqvist was so fucking good, dude. <laughs> like, I think, But I think Igor might take it to a different level. 
He might. He might. I think it's just telling because if the Rangers had just an average goalie, they don't have the year that they had. They might not even make the fucking playoffs, dude. Like, that's how good he was. So, uh, Kale McCarr became the fifth defenseman to win the award within the, his first three years of the league, joining Eric Carlson, Dennis Poffin, Bobby Orr, and uh, that guy, Adam Fox. Uh, becomes the first Norris winner in franchise history for Colorado. And, and he won, I don't think it's in here, but did he He won the Conn Smythe, too. Yeah, it's coming up. We have a whole Stanley Cup section. Okay, we have a Stanley Cup section. Um, are these all announced already? Yep. Okay, so Maurice Sider won the call there. I'm happy about that. I yeah, think he deserved it. Is, yes. I mean, and, if you weren't going to give it a Swayman, give it a Sider, I guess. Somebody like posted the video of when he got drafted, and everybody was like, "Whoa!" And even even him, I remember that like, they were making fun of him. They were making yeah. fun of Detroit. Yeah, the eyes are playing. Hart Trophy, most valuable player, goes to your boy, your favorite player, Austin Matthews. Uh, the Ted Lindsay Award also went to Austin Matthews. He's now the second American-born player would win this award following Patrick Kane. Keenan Thompson with the chirp of the ceremony after Matthews won the awards. Nice to see the Leafs win something in June. That was a uh, great, and that was not planned because the whole audience was like, oh. <laughs> Has the GM of the year been announced? No. Okay, so uh, Drury for the Rangers – Brisewat for the Lightning and Sackick for Colorado. Those are the nominees. I'm assuming Sackick will win because they won the cup. Yeah, I feel like they do this one after the Stanley Cup, so it would be Sackick, I would say. Um, but I would we, go, I would go Sackick, Drury, Brisewat in that order. And we already, we already did these awards, so. Yeah. And then, and, and then you see in there the Unrivaled. Yeah, yeah. so you were just talking about Joe Sackick. Um, this Unrivaled documentary was fucking lights out. Um, if you get a chance, there's a documentary called the uh, I think it was called the Russian Five. Isn't that the one that kind of just came out? We had the guy on, um, which was also really good. <clears throat> and this one was kind of similar, but it dove a little bit more into the rivalry between the Avs and the Red Wings more than just it being a Russian thing. Uh, yeah, this was fucking awesome. Like, it's crazy because like every once in a while My you'll see a rivalry. I don't. Oh, that's your note. note. Yeah. Every once in a while, you see the rivalry in the NHL, whether it's, uh, I don't know, like Tampa and Florida. Uh, Boston Canadians had a little bit of a thing there when, like, Thomas Eric and Lucic was there. In my opinion, at least since I've been alive, this is the number one rivalry easily compared to any other thing. And, like, I was young, but, like, I was old enough to remember how crazy this shit was. Uh, it's funny. It's, I remember these games, and I remember watching because I got no skin in the game, you know. And I didn't like Claude Lemieux, so I was much more on the side of Detroit because um, I always liked Iserman. But I forgot about most of this, you know, like thinking back. Yeah. This was the kind of game like it would be like a Wednesday. And then, listen, the National Hockey League was no dummy about it. They All these games were prime time, you know, game of the week stuff. I don't think a game has ever been looked at it like this since – the most recent one I can remember was Rangers Capitals after the Panarin thing. Right. I think everybody thought there was going to be blood that night. And that's what this was. I don't really remember the Pertuzzi more thing. I don't remember if there was like payback there. Oh, I remember hit, that incident happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I don't remember like the lead up being like, holy shit, we're going to see tables, ladders, and chairs. Um, right, right, right. Nice reference. Couple, yeah. Thank you. A uh, couple, I mean, a note from me that I thought was kind of crazy was Chris Draper got traded for a dollar. I had no idea yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, huge, huge part of the grind line. 
Yeah. It was cool because like <laughs> fucking Darren McCarty, he's been on the pod. He is who he is, dude. Oh, yeah. like, he doesn't pretend like he's anything else. Like that guy's fucking nails. And he's so fucking edgy and he just, he, he is who he is. And then you have Claude Lemieux. It was hilarious. Cause like Claude's like a little bit more well put together, like dress nice. Oh, he's like, an agent now too. Right. And then, and then you put on the same couch, you have Darren McCarty with like a fucking mohawk and he, and he's, yeah. it, it was incredible. Like it was, it was so well done. It was so put together. I like how they, they called out a numerous, numerous things where like, they talked about the Draper thing for a while. They talked about how Lemieux and Shanahan and how uh, Lemieux named his Brendan Lemieux after Brendan Shanahan. Yep. Uh, and how Shanahan like, didn't want to admit that he was friends with Lemieux. Right. And then the first time yeah. you saw Lemieux on the ice, he's like, you're a loser. You've never won anything in your life. And he's like, yeah, the only way that we're going to get back to them is to be as savage as they are. Yeah. Um, the Konstantinov thing was, yeah. I thought that was very well put together. The whole um, Konstantinov, the I remember I remember that doctor giving press conferences. That was that's, national. That's, yeah, I don't remember news. that. That's fucking that was crazy. national news. Yeah. And like, and I don't think they're trying to like overstate it or whatever. Like he would have been one of the best defensemen ever to play. Probably like, that's the yep. way that they talk about. Like, not only could he kind of put up and like, you saw so many clips of him joining the rush and like scoring big goals in the playoffs and shit. But oh, he, he was a hammer. Hammer yeah. you, dude. Like yeah. he would yeah. fuck you up. He was like he was almost like Darius Kasparitis, but like a boulder. I, yeah, but he had he had much more uh, much more skill than Kasparitis. Yeah, and yes. yeah. Um, yeah. But I thought that was cool. Uh, the um, the Colorado coach, what the fuck, Crawford? Him Crawford, fucking Mark Crawford. Scotty Bowman and like the picture. Yeah. I forgot I about thought, that. That was wild. I thought it was cool. Yeah, and the whole part where he said about his he's a dentist, he autographed a picture for his yeah. dentist because yep. it showed all the dental work. Yep. <laughs> and I thought the uh, the trainer, like having the, the oh, Detroit yeah. trainer, I thought was really cool. Like when he was able well, to stop. that was talk like, about stones. Chris Draper got his face caved in yep. and walked off and kept walking until he passed out because he wild. didn't want to get backboarded. Right. That I mean, nowadays crazy. that trainer would probably lose his license for allowing that guy to walk off. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but what what notes did you have? Those those were like the biggest ones for me. That right. and just like Sackick and Eiserman are just fucking beauties, dude. <laughs> like, so the way it started, you turn oh, on. Oh, one, one more thing, Adam Foot. Uh, I really enjoyed oh, yeah. Adam Foot. I Adam like Foot, Adam Foot's nails. I forgot how much I liked him. So I, I saw thought him on he that. was going to be and like nose. His nose is all like that. Yeah. I thought he was going to be like, I always visioned him as like a grumpy dickhead. And like, he didn't really come off that way. Like he came off as like a strong presence, but he didn't come he off played. like as an asshole. And I always thought he was an asshole. So like, that was kind of cool. So it, it like to me, so I was making notes. I kept pausing. I watched it twice, right? The first time I just watched it. The second time I watched it and I was making notes, but I mean, everything was perfect about it. The black and white pictures, the close-ups of the guys, you can see like Adam Foote's nose, all the scars. They came in with Chemical Brothers, that old song, Block Rock yeah. and Beats, which was just great, right? Yeah. And it's all like real tight shots. And then they pull out Stevie Eiserman looks like Robert De Niro playing Steve Eiserman. Right. In those yeah. close ups. It was crazy. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's got presence. Dude, you know what what I mean? a good looking guy he was back in the day, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Draper. Can you see Draper's face still oh, yeah. has like a dip in it? Um, uh, where are we? All right, so this is the other stuff I had. Uh, I have one more, one more, one more, one more, one more. That journalist, 
could you imagine somebody writing that article nowadays? Absolutely, I could imagine that. Oh, I don't well, know. That was bad. Well, dude. that sold papers then. It gets clicks now. It's the same kind of thing. It's got. Gotcha yeah, but I've never seen it. I've never seen a reporter like he. I would envision that guy would have a blue check mark like back then. Yeah. And yeah. like the shit he was saying about Claude the Mule, it was like, whoo. Uh, so the Nordic, the Nordic sold for seventy five million dollars in nineteen ninety five. That's insane to me. Uh, so Detroit, I forgot the game that Patrick Watt took himself out in Montreal was against Detroit. Yep. Do you remember that? That was crazy. Yeah, and it, that whole well, thing. That was cool. Was it was it Mike Vernon who was talking and he said that he talked to Wah before the game and Wah was like, Hey, yeah. I don't really want to. And he's like, What are you talking about? Yeah. And the whole thing, this whole thing, Patrick Wah was all because Tremblay gave him that fucking smug look on the bench. And yeah. he walked past him. He gave him that smug look, and Raw took that and went "fuck you" and turned around and walked back in. Yeah. And then say what you that want about Watt. Patrick Waugh was so fucking cool. Like that, oh, I yeah. would want, I would want that guy as my goalie. Like out of I have that on here. He, the way he plays, his attitude—that's the kind of his guy. Attitude. You want in that. His yep. attitude, like the goalie leads the team out on the ice before every game, right? If that motherfucker's leading me out on the ice, I'm feeling pretty good about oh, my yeah. chances. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like he was just fucking nails. We talked about Adam Foote's nose. I also like Burke with his, if it's 10 stitches or less, it was termed a shaving cut. And the Players Association back then agreed to that, which dude, is just insane. Another fucking awesome dude. Like he did the interview with the tie undone and shit. Like he has such oh, a. You, you know hair. his whole thing with ties, right? <laughs> no. He has to wear a tie. It's part of the contract. He refuses to tie it. Oh, I didn't know that. Because he's wearing the tie. That's I love when that. he's on TV and stuff. He has to wear a tie, and he just won't tie it. Yeah. Oh, and back Patrick Wild, the one, the one, another thing that I thought was cool. I forget who was getting interviewed, but there was a game where Patrick Wild broke his stick, and the puck went in. And the next day in practice, oh. he cut off his stick and practiced the whole time with that. Got off the ice, and he goes, "That won't go in anymore." Like yeah, that's, so that's who I fucking want to net, yeah, dude. Exactly. I forgot how much I like Gary Thorne calling games. Oh my god. Him. What yep. an admin. He changes everything. Yeah. And do you remember? Because if you have fucking Sean McDonough and Ray Ferraro doing those games, uh, I'm not Ray really Ferraro would have talked over everything. Um, Brian Engblom was the color guy. Remember Engblom had that huge mullet? Yep. Remember? Yeah. And he had how, the big how good did Barry Melrose look, by the way? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. It's good to see Barry Melrose is riding that train right to the ground, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, so when when uh, Patrick Watt was running at uh oh, who was up on? But Shanahan just shucked foot yeah. and blew up Wa. And yeah. then when Vernon and Ra were fighting, they showed Shanahan laughing on the ice. Yeah, because like, they said Mike Vernon was like the nicest dude ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and you um, could tell how fucked, and obviously it would be, but like when they were talking about Konstantinov, like Vernon was like fighting back tears talking about it and shit. Yeah, like, all, like well, it was just all, it, it was just so well put together because none of it was fake, like it was. It was just two hours of fucking emotion. Yeah, no, that's a good way to describe it. The um, uh, the stuff about Vlad, I remember the doctor reports. Like I said, I remember them showing him him at the game and him trying, you know, doing the fist. Uh, when they bring him out on the ice, and I still remember to this day all the Washington players lining up to shake his hand, and I was still like, oh my god, that's so good, you know. Yeah. And all like little stuff, like Shanahan 
is out there with the shirt all the way down like this. He's got nothing underneath except for his yeah. chest hair. He's like, yeah. I'm a man. It's just Shanahan awesome. was fucking cool, dude. I used to have a Shanahan curve on a green stick that a couple of guys I played with fucking hated it. And they would it try to break it. it. They would try to break it every time we played. Oh, I love Shanahan. When he was on the Rangers, he fought Brashear because Brashear was running around. And Shanahan's like, okay, let's fucking go, big fella. It was kind of it was kind of more of a wrestling match, but the fact that like I think it was – who was on the call? It was a Kenny Albert. Somebody's on the call, and they're like, and it's Brandon Shanahan. And I'm more like, whoa. <laughs> like, all right, let's go. And they fucking squared right up too. It is a – it's one of the best hockey – it's probably the – well, this might be the best hockey documentary I've ever seen. It's definitely up there. It left me wanting so much more. Like, I wish it yeah. was, like, another four hours. Like, or an hour and a half, like, docu-series. Well, I wonder if it's by the by the amount of people that are talking about it and the, all the press it's getting. If they'll come out with a part two or something to go more into it, maybe it was it was fucking it was good. Really, yep, really agreed. Good. I'm glad we talked about that because that was yep. good stuff. All right, dump and change. Oh, uh, okay. Totally shifting gears. Uh, Sue Bird <laughs> has announced her retirement from basketball after the season. She did the uh, beginning of the season farewell tour. I'd say she's. On the Mount Rushmore, top five female basketball players all time. I don't uh, want to come off as a dick, but I can care less about women's basketball, man. I know, but she's still like one of the. She's like Kobe retiring for the NBA. It's still Liberty kind of had cool jerseys back in the day. I think they were like teal kind of jerseys. Who's who was the chick on Connecticut that would just hit threes? That was like her thing. She would just bang. That's her. No. I think that's her. Diana Tarazi. That's oh yeah yeah about. yeah yeah yeah. Nice hammer yeah. three balls. Uh, so have you seen this Dolly app thing? I have not. So the guys who work for me show me the young guys. It's basically, how do I describe it? You put in any words, like you could say Kermit the Frog. And the only reason I know this is because I saw this one. Kermit the Frog doing cocaine off the toilet. And it puts it into these computers and these graphic creators. And it makes these pictures of it. And you can do anything. It's like Mad Libs. It's the funniest thing. You can easily waste an hour doing this. Anything you want. We put in, <laughs> we put in uh, I'm trying to think. We put in Bigfoot surfing the Chicago River. And it made, it created the graphics. Yeah. That's kind of pretty cool. funny. Yeah. yeah. So that was that. Um, oh, so Josh Allen, the quarterback for the Bills. Uh, apparently, he is obsessed with the D's Nuts games. And he spends all day, every day, trying to get people to fall for it so he can get them with it. Yeah, it's one of his things. Uh, all right, so this was a cool story. Uh, former number one overall pick Mark Appel uh, finally received a call-up from the Phillies after nearly a decade in the minor leagues in baseball. In 2021, he tweeted out the following. In 2013, I was drafted number one. Five years later, I was called, quote, the biggest bust in Major League Baseball history. Today, I'm working my way back, and I'm here to share the hard-earned lessons I've learned along the way. Last week, he tweeted out, Completely overwhelmed. I have so many thoughts I want to share, but can't find the words. So I'll just say this. I'm thankful. Today I get to play a game I love as a Major League Baseball player. Let's go. So love this guy it. stuck with it. Good for him. I mean, I'm not a big baseball guy, but good for him. But I am a fan of this next cat, Jesse Winker. I don't know anything about him except for this clip I saw. He took on the entire Anaheim Angels dugout in a brawl. Did you see this? Yeah, last that week? was wild. Yeah. I, listen. If I was ever going to get a baseball shirt, it's this guy's. He then, so he took out everybody in the, in, the, in the brawl. And then a fan named Sophie, who's like a diehard Seattle fan, uh, ordered him a pizza to go through DoorDash to be delivered to the Anaheim Visitors Clubhouse. 
this story and then she was tweeting out the updates from DoorDash. It was fan I was literally watching it. I was like, this is unbelievable. And, you, <laughs> and the guy's name, I thought I had the guy, the delivery driver's name on here somewhere. Yes, uh Sim Ranji. Oh, Sim Ranji. Yep. Okay. So this guy, Sim Ranji, was a delivery dash driver. He made it all the way to the gate. They wouldn't let him in. And she went out and was like tweeting at the Mariners, like uh uh, social media people, all their promotional people. And finally, someone on the Mariners saw it, went down, let this guy in. He delivered it to Winker in the clubhouse. Winker then tweeted back at her, thanking her for the pizza. And apparently DoorDash has a cap on um, tips. So she got this, this driver's Venmo. And like all these Seattle fans gave him money. And he was like, I guess he's got a big family. This is like a part-time gig to make ends meet. So it was a really nice story all around. That's so, cool. Shout out to her, and that's a uh, dump and change. Dump and change. All right. Rangers, Rangers talk, buddy. Rain. I don't have too much to talk about. They're connected to every fucking second line center out in the market. Javar, uh, Shifley, Trocheck, all of the above. Um, it looks like Strom and Cop are going to test free agency. We'll see what ends up happening there. It was funny when they had breakup day. Everybody kind of went in like their casual stuff, and Ryan Strom showed up with every piece of Rangers merch he possibly could. So I think he wants to see what happens there. Kratsov's coming back. Uh, I guess there was a report that Capo and the Rangers are close to getting something done. We'll see. I, I'm I'm kind of up in the air. I don't really have too much to talk about with them. Just <sighs> it, it's hard. We're going to talk about the Cup Finals here in a bit. And as as the captain of the morning skate, I. Uh, just going to get ahead of that one. Didn't watch anything. Uh, when the Rangers got eliminated, I was like, fuck this sport. So I I, I saw like the post games and shit like that. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens next year with the cap and, you know, how the, how they're going to kind of fight that stuff. I think getting Vitaly Kratsov on a one year, I think it's like 850 uh, to one way. Deal. It's a good deal for a guy that might have some pretty good skill there. They just re-signed Julian Gauthier. I think they did that because it's easier to trade him now that he signed. So we'll see what happens there. They don't have a first-round pick. I think their first pick in the draft is like 60-something. So I, I don't know. It's uh, It's been like a few years where you keep hearing Drew's going to kind of come up with this big, young – like trade where we're going to finally get a centerman and maybe, maybe this is the year. Kirby Doc's name's also out there. Uh, it depends on what you're going to give up, but yeah, I mean, they, they have a ton of prospects. That's the thing. So we'll see. We'll see at the end of the day. Um, tell you this, if they go into next season with Filipino being the number two second center, I'm not going to be the happiest dude ever. So um, yeah, that's kind of what I got for Rangers. Now Bruins, we kind of already went over a few of them. Bergeron's yeah. back. Bergeron's uh, back. Kevin Weeks tweeted out and got the, Got the uh, everybody got the little Sherwood in their pants when uh, he's talking about Krejci possibly coming back because it's like that's a verified source, you know. What do you say? Uh, I forget exactly how to say it, but he's like, keep an eye on you know, how he does those little teasers. Yep, yep, yep. yep he was yep, like, yep. keep an eye on this, David Krejci, you know, blah blah blah. He was in South Carolina because I think his wife has family there or something. Uh, I got a buddy in South Carolina, I texted him, I'm like, look out for David Krejci and get him up, get him to come back. Um, Dude. Weeksy so easy to root for. Like you oh, just God, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. He's great for the uh, game. And DeBrusque has rescinded his trade request. Uh in my opinion, keep him for the first month while everybody's out. Everybody gets back. He starts putting up some numbers, ship him out. He's on a good contract. I just if you quit once on your team, you're gonna quit again. 
right? And oh, it's it not was, necessarily. Was, oh, come on, because Butchie was mean to him. Shut up, you're a professional. Maybe. He's not 18 or 19, he's like 25. You say Bucci was mean to him, but like if Krejci comes back, Krejci did the exact same thing, except for he went to a different country. Krejci's earned it. I don't know, man. I think it's the same thing. Uh, I think it's the same fucking Listen, thing. Listen, if he, if he gives the effort, I'm all for it. But I don't see him continuing that. You liked that it in the playoffs, didn't you? Because he skated hard. <laughs> if, you, if you give me effort, I'm on your side. It was like this when I coached. It was like this when I played. You start to glide fuck off. Another name that the Rangers were connected to that I just remembered, and I don't understand how this would get done ever just because of how their cap is, but Kadri was a name that was. Dude, Kadri's linked to the Bruins too, and he, they're talking about him getting over $10 million a year. Yeah. Th- there ain't no. I mean, actually, he did put up a ton of points. He. Oh, Kadri's playing great. Yeah. We'll get to him know. coming up too. So the Bruins do have six picks coming up in the draft, but listen, I, I gave up getting excited about draft picks after 2015 so that's what i got for the bruins um really quick i don't know if you have this on the top of your head they drafted that swedish little rat kid who can skate really good either last year or the year yeah either last year year fabian yeah what any update on him fabian lysel uh he might it depends on camp right and depends on how how his games developed but i mean let's (laughs) Let's play. Let's play. Dream a little dream, and Krejci comes back. So you put Lysel with Bergeron and Marshawn when everybody's healthy. Put them right up there at that number one spot. Let's see if you got the goods. You go Krejci, Hall, and uh, Debrusque. No, no, no. Who's the other winger? House. Oh, Pasternak. You go Krejci, Hall, and Pasternak. You got the third line of Charlie Coyle, Craig Smith. You put Hall there, and then you. That actually doesn't like, sound bad at all. Then you let five guys fight out for those bottom three spots. Maybe buy out Nick Felino, you know. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't pencil that Lysol kid into the first line. But well, I'd put him there to start and see what he does. I, no, I get that. I and I doubt he'll fucking stick. It'd be cool if he did, but like, dude, having being able to put Bergeron and Martian on a line, and then Krejci and Poshnak on a different line, and then you have a guy like Taylor Hall also there. Then that third line of Coyle, Smith, and Fiala, like. It's a pretty good fucking team, dude. Your Wait, Fiala sucks, but it's still a pretty good Who's team. Fiala, not Fiala. Um, Halla. <clears throat> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I like Halla. Halla is one of those guys, like like Hal's boy Noshik. He can play wing. He can play center. He can play either side. And I just like and his any game. talks on Lazar. No, he's one I really want to come back, but I don't think he's gonna. I think, I think his play at the end of the year and in the playoffs. And I put this in one of my blogs. I think he played himself out of Boston, unfortunately, because. He's going to command too much money on the open market, and the Bruins don't have the room. Yeah. I mean, if I, they um, move some guys. But I, I like Curtis Lazar a lot. This is like the first time that the Rangers have had free agents where I just don't really give a shit if they come back or not, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, if Strom comes back, whatever. If Cobb comes back, whatever. Oh, there I was a report that, that – What's up? <laughs> I feel that way about Felino. You know? Yeah, but you have Lazar. Like, you want Lazar right, to come right. back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. There was actually one other report that fucking, I guess, Chris Drury was vocally pissed off at the way Panarin played in playoffs. That was like, I think it's a rumor. So he was not injured. Nothing came out of an injury from him? I think so. Hmm. But nothing really came out with injuries. Like, Gallant, the the closest thing we got is Gallant said that we had some players that were injured, and you guys know who they are. 
The other thing with Panarin, which I'll give him a pass right now, is who knows what his family situation is in Russia and with everything going on. No, and he scored the overtime winner against the fucking Penguins. Yeah. Like, and he was still almost a point per game. He wasn't that guy that we needed. And if he was, that would have helped big time. And that kind of sounds super familiar with the Rangers getting these guys that are supposed to be sick and not fucking showing up in the playoffs. But uh, Rick, big dick, Rick, little dick Nash. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Oh, the, I like the NHL does this every once in a while where they do a redraft and they like put it up. Oh, on yeah. Instagram and shit. yeah. Rick Nash going number two and Duncan Keith going number one. Did you agree with that? Oh, I would I would have chosen Duncan Keith over Rick Nash. Sure. I don't Thank know about you. Rick Nash at number two. Might have been the question, right? I think so too. It was uh Duncan Keith, yeah, Duncan Keith went like 166 or something, and he's still playing. Was he wasn't he voted like top 100 NHL players? Did I make that up? He might have been. I gotta, I yeah, I can't think of Rick Nash anymore without thinking of Ryan Lindgren and how much better he would look in black and gold. That guy it went. Geez. The redraft went Duncan Keith, Rick Nash, Cam Ward, Alex Steen, Jay Bomeister, Yuri Hoodler, Franz Nielsen, Kyrie Lettinen, Alex Semin, and Valtteri Filpilla. Hmm. Still think it's high for Nash. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think for Beer League? Uh, no, not really. We're playing, but it's summer league. It doesn't mean shit. You know what I mean? It's just a bunch of grab ass. There's some college kids out there. It's just like, ugh, what are you doing? I would like to make my commitment to the EC Mayhem League in Schenectady. That's who I'm signing with in this fall and winter. I'm pumped for that league. Uh, they do like a they do a fantasy draft where like people get drafted, so the teams are pretty easy or pretty even, uh, and all your games are on Sunday. So I'm oh, fucking I'm pumped about that. You never have to worry about it. Um, Stanley Cup Finals. You want to take it away, and I'll just kind of kind of throw in some whatever yeah, I got there. Yeah. So for those that don't know that are living under a rock, Colorado <laughs> took it six for their third cup in franchise history. They beat the uh, Wicked Witch of the Southeast, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, per Bill Daly, the Stanley Cup will not be going to Russia or Belarus for any player's day with the cup due to the ongoing Russian invasion of Ukraine, which I thought good for them. It's a strong statement. And typically commissioners of leagues don't make a strong statement. So, I, you know, a little kudos there. Uh Bill Daly versus Gary Bettman. So you didn't watch. Bill Daly got cheered when he came out with the cup. The really? only booze, the only booze when he said, he goes, uh, Commissioner Bettman couldn't be here tonight due to COVID. And the place booed as soon as they said Bettman's name. And Bill Daly was clearly excited about giving the cup. And you could tell he's a hockey guy. And it's so refreshing to see a fan of the sport in that commissioner's spot, if that makes sense. And isn't he leaving? Who? Bill Daly. Oh, he might be. Probably, because he's so good. <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought they were, like, replacing him. Well, who is Bill oh, Daly? I don't know. He's the second in command. I forget what they call it. So he's not the NHLPA guy? No, 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 no. Who's the NHLPA guy? Oh, fuck. If you, had asked me, if you had asked me, I would have got it, but I can't tell you right now. All right. All right, so... Here's some stuff from the, from the finals. NHL, uh, NHL players with 90 points in the span of three postseasons. Gretzky. Ma- who, oh, yeah, Donald Ferry. Yeah. Gretzky, Mario, and Kucherov. Players with 25 or more points in three consecutive postseasons. Gretzky, Bossy, Trottier, and now Kucherov. As much as I hate him, he can play. Yeah. Uh, Kucherov had 44 multi-point games in the playoffs, trailing only Crosby. And with 67 and Malkin 53 for the most by active players. Malkin, I mean, another fucking center that the Rangers are connected to. You don't want him. 
at this point. Maybe he's... with him and Panarin, I don't know if he if he doesn't sign for that long and it's not that expensive. Maybe hmm. he's one cops. That's true. Uh, Kale McCarr became the second D to have a shorthanded goal and a power play goal in the same game during game two since Glenn Wesley did it in the 88 suspended game versus Edmonton. It's amazing to me that that took so long for that to happen. Yeah. It's a weird stat. Uh, Nakushin, prior to this postseason, had 42 playoff games. He went four, five, and nine. During this run, this postseason, in 20 games, he went nine, six, and 15. And that was after he cooled off because he was white hot. Dude, he was the playoffs. He was a oh, four-checking yeah. force. Like yep. they, they kept showing just like his four checks throughout the course of the playoffs. He was all over the puck. That guy oh, yeah. is, is he a free? I think he's a free agent. He's I think he Got played it. himself out of Colorado. He's gonna get the bag. Uh McCarr became the third def- third defenseman to win the Norris and the Con Smythe in the same season. Bobby Orr did it twice and Nick <coughs> did it once. McCarr also became the first ever player to win the following five awards. The Hobie Baker, the Calder, the Norris, the Conn Smythe, and the Stanley Cup. And he's not 24 until late October. So we were talking at work about this, and this was asked to me at work. Is Kale McCarr a Hall of Famer right now if he walked away from the game? Probably. He is, dude. He is. Probably, yeah. If he quit right now, he's a Hall of Famer. Because of those five awards. No one's ever done it. And the way he plays defense and the way he plays offense – Good Lord. It's going to be Bobby Orr and Cal McCarr. That's how they're going to talk about it. His body holds up. He's going to be – he'll go down as – yeah. He, and he also – he hits like a truck when he wants to. Yeah. Uh, Vasilevsky <laughs> allowed three first-period goals in the finals in back-to-back games for the first time ever in his career, which is an unbelievable fucking, stat to me. He was fucking pissed, dude. Oh, afterwards, got, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. that. Uh, Messier, after the game two, Colorado 7 nothing win. Quote, that was the most dominant, best team game performance I've ever seen in my lifetime. It's a pretty strong statement. But then they went out and lost 6-2 to two the next night. Uh, Avs defenseman Jack Johnson, who we can all root for with, with what this guy's gone through in his career, he earned his degree from the University of Michigan. Uh, after being drafted third overall, he spent two more years in school due to his own doubts about being an everyday NHL player. He promised his college coach, Red Berenson, that he would finish when he left school in 2007. Over the years, he uh, used off-season downtime to take courses with some help from the pandemic. He finished after 18 years. He said that statistics was the hardest course he took hands down. That's cool because you don't have to do that, and he did it. Right, exactly. Well, he made the promise, right? You got to stand by it. So speaking of statistics, here's a good Corey Perry stat. He became the first player in NHL history to score in the Stanley Cup Finals with four different teams. Here's a bad Corey Perry stat. (laughs) He came in the first player in NHL history to lose the Stanley Cup final in three consecutive years with three different teams. I I would take Corey Perry on the Bruins in a flash. (laughs) I love Corey Perry. Uh, Colorado head coach Jared Bednar became the first head coach to win the ECHL, AHL, and NHL championships. He spent parts of nine seasons in the ECHL, 443 games played, AHL and the IHL, where he did 148 games, before working his way up the coaching ladder. He coached seven years in ECHL, five in assistant, two as a head coach before making the jump to the A. He was in the A for another seven years before being thrust into the head coach in position in the NHL in 2016 when Patrick Waugh walked away from the gig prior to the season. Remember when Waugh? Yeah, he's got to be one of, like, tenured-wise, he's got to be with one team. One of the longest, with one team. Yeah, Yeah. Cassidy was up there, but then they turfed him. Um. (laughs) 
Nazem Kadri had the shirt of the parade. It shows him scoring his overtime goal with the caption down below that says too many men because there was all kinds of whining yeah. from Tampa Bay. Uh, proceeds from the shirt are going to his foundation, which focuses on getting mental health for people that need it and can't afford it. He also became the first Muslim player to win the Stanley Cup in NHL history. I would consider um, him the comeback player of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Not not from, well, the thumb injury in the playoffs, but reputation yeah. <laughs> for everything else. Uh, so Tampa Bay did this pretty cool thing. I don't know if you saw this. They used tracking technology at their watch parties at Amelie Arena to show the game on the ice. They had the game up on the Jumbotron of live live gameplay. Yep. And then on the on the ice, they projected video game-like figures. The game was shown on the Jumbo. Uh, oh, yeah. And they had they were human-sized figures, and they had the puck tracking like the glow puck so everybody could watch it, which that made is, it yeah. for a pretty fun time, I would say. Yeah. Uh, Colorado had a season. Uh, 72 wins, regular and postseason, tied for the most in NHL history. Nine playoff road wins, which is the second most in NHL history. And 10 postseason comeback wins tied for the most in NHL history. Uh, speaking of Joe Sackick earlier, he becomes the third person in NHL history to win the cup as a player and as a GM. And more importantly, he stuck with Bednar during his first season when the Avs went 22 and 56 and finished dead last in the NHL. A lot of a lot of GMs, I think, would have kicked him out right there. Yeah. And I think he, you know, he deserves some credit for that. Speaking of deserving credit, this guy, talk about with a horseshoe up his rear end. Owner Stan Kroenke adds to his trophy room as the Stanley Cup winning owner that just came off winning the Super Bowl with the Rams and the NL NLL National Lacrosse League Championship with the Colorado Mammoth. Uh, I would love to interview that guy. Like, that guy would be very interesting. Supposedly, he's like a real regular dude. Is what they say about him. It'd be cool to the stories, how he got involved, all that shit. I feel yeah. like that'd be cool. Um, the Denver area drank the bars and restaurant dry during the finals. Per Eric Johnson, he and Landis Scog and Landis Scog's wife were trying to line up a team party, and they had a very difficult time finding a venue that had alcohol left, which is <laughs> hats off to Denver. Yeah. Uh, and then Colorado, we said about the team breakup day. Colorado issued a player injury update as many teams do after the season. The Avs listed all players as hungover, which yeah, I thought was great. Yeah. And then here's some quotes. After the game, McKinnon on Crosby, I've been the drunkest at his Stanley Cup party, so he better be the drunkest at mine. Eric Johnson, when he skated off the ice in Tampa, touched it as a kid. It's no jinx. Uh, Landeskog, uh, on what teams in the copycat NHL can do to be like Colorado, go find yourself a, call, a Kale McCarr. Uh, Landeskog also said that he grew up with a picture on his wall of a Stanley Cup team, the Colorado Avalanche of 2001. My dream was one day to be that picture when we did it. Uh, Pat Maroon, after losing the cup at home in Amelie Arena, just because we had home ice doesn't mean shit. Understatement of the year, Pat. Uh, Nazem Kadri after his best quote of the whole thing. Nazem Kadri after his turn hoisting the cup. For everyone that thought I was a liability in the playoffs, you can kiss my ass. I feel so. like that was a direct shot at us. Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> <might've> been. <laughs> uh, there was one other thing, too. Um, uh, Andrew Cogliano, uh, he got a lot of love from all the players. He's been there a short time, but he had like an 11-year career up to now. Um, and apparently when they were interviewing <coughs> McKinnon afterwards, he um, he was like 87, 87, because I guess they're both really tight with Crosby. The night before the clinching game, McKinnon's hotel room number was, I think he said 1787. 
and he saw the 87 and he goes, it's ours. Cause he just yeah. had that vibe. So this reminded me when we had our daughter, right? My wife uh, was at, she got rushed to the hospital. She had complications and I was coming from, I think I was down the Cape and I came bombing up to hospital. I walked in and the room number was 1487. Now a very good friend of mine who I like to play with, we play forward together, we play D together. He wears 14. I wear 28. And I saw his 14. He's a huge Sid fan. I'm a Sid fan. And I saw the 1487. I walked in. I just made a mental note. I didn't say anything. And I get there. My wife was okay and everything. And I go, oh, I'm so glad you got a private room and everything. She goes, you see the number? She goes, it's an 87, your boy. And I'm like, yeah. So it was a nice little thing there. So That's fun. There you have it. So there you go. But, There's your Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. Congrats to Colorado. Yep. Uh, Rangers would have took you in four. <laughs> uh, we got two more two more segments Dom Moore's Heroes and Zeros Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here What's your goldfish thing? <laughs> Alright, so of the week I put together like this ladder shelf and it's at the like when you walk into my place it's like the first thing that you see so I'm trying to figure out what to put on the shelf right so on the top yeah. one I'm like I'm gonna get a fishbowl and put a fucking goldfish in it I'm gonna get two goldfish I'm gonna name one Brooks one done done so I go to Benson's uh Benson's pet center and they have all these fish and I'm talking to the guy and he's like well you're gonna want a beta fish if it's a fishbowl and I was like you don't understand like I don't want a beta fish I want a goldfish that you want at a carnival and he's like, all these fish get to be big. Like, you should go check out PetSmart. I'm like, whatever. Go to PetSmart. Walk in. Get my fishbowl. Everything I need. Go to the guy. I'm like, hey, man, you know a lot about fish? He's like, because he's by the fish place. He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, I need two goldfish. And he looks at my fishbowl and he goes, I think you should get a beta fish. And I'm like, no, nah, man, I just want like a couple goldfish. And, he, and he's like, but the, the beta fish are good for a fishbowl. I'm like, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. I just want a fish that you went at a carnival that normally. Why, why is no one allowing you to have a goldfish? I'm like, I want a fish that you went in a carnival that they put in a fucking plastic bag. That's all I want. And he's like, yeah, the beta fish are the only ones that I can really uh, that go well with a fishbowl. That's about all I can do for you. Wait, wait, if you had a rectangular tank, would he have given you goldfish? Was it the shape of the tank? Yes. It, the tank was too small. Oh, okay. it's a fucking goldfish brownie. In what world can I not get a goldfish and put it in whatever the fuck I want to put it in? That was well, insane. I guess you're going to have to go to the fair to win a goldfish. Or I'm just going to get the bowl. I, I Out of spite, I might just fucking fill up a shoe and put the fucking goldfish in the shoe. Like, I am no, so fucking of the goldfish. It's a fish, Brownie. It is Don't a take it out of the goldfish, man. Fish. I couldn't believe it, dude. I almost had an episode. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? All I want is two goldfish. Like, what? So my zero of the week are the people who believe goldfish have fucking rights. Well, it's funny you say that because so out back behind our house is that pond, you know, where the geese are and stuff. And it connects to the mill pond in downtown. Uh, it's like a feeder stream, I guess, or whatever. Uh, but in the mill pond, people have been releasing koi that are too big for their yards. So they're just dumping them in the mill pond and people are up in arms about it. I guess it's a big thing. They're an invasive species. Yeah, but so, if I ever come up to visit, I'm bringing my fucking fishing pole, and we're gonna we're gonna tag those. I, don't, I think if it's a koi pond, if it's a koi fish, I think you just walk over and grab it. It's like hunting cows. I think. No, I'm gonna fucking put it right, beep, 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 right there. Well, my buddy goes fishing in that pond all the time. He's like, I kill it, and I'm like, Are you catching koi? He's like, What's koi? I'm like, Big sunfish. He's like, I don't <laughs> think so. I'm like, This idiot, my buddy's catching koi. So there you go. 
blew my fucking mind, dude. And then a hero of the week, I I guess just the bachelor party coming up. That's gonna be fun. So oh that should be uh, good. I have multiple. You want should I do here? You know what? I'm gonna do zeros first. Let's end it on a plus, right? So first is do you see this fucking chooch, this this hardo Denver bicycle cop during the parade? Mm-hmm. Do you see this guy? Oh, yeah, 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 I did. He didn't know who <laughs> Joe Byram was. And instead of going over in a parade when everybody's celebrating and been like, hey, man, you can't be here, he pedals over on his bike and grabs Byram. And he's like, you can't be here. Like, just a total hardo. I was like, dude. And then Denver police tried to save it by issuing a statement. They wrote, the officer parade route defenseman thought a fan had come over the boards and into his defensive zone. It was quickly determined he was a player and not offside. Fuck all the way <laughs> off, Denver, and your fucking cop. If he wasn't a douche to start, this wouldn't have been a story. So there you go. The only the only thing I have for that is in today's world, I think you kind of have to be as super vigilant as possible. That would be my only. It's thing. a guy with beers in a Colorado shirt. He all he had to do was walk over and be like, hey, "Everybody man. there had beers in Colorado shirts on." And I if know. You look you at, yeah, but if you look at yeah, but if, if you look at Byron, you're, you're not thinking you're a like, job. Yeah, but you're no. not thinking Bowen Byron's making millions of dollars playing hockey. You look at the kid; he looks like a regular kid. That's they the coolest thing like about hockey players, by the way. The coolest thing about hockey players is they can look like pretty much fucking everybody. Yeah. Oh, no, I disagree with that one compli- com- completely. So, <laughs> and while we're on my little rant of fuck people, fuck Tampa Bay Lightning and the fucking Karens that they are. Good Christ, this team. All they do is piss and moan. Pat Maroon, I don't know how he didn't get a, f- uh, a five-minute major. He skated down after the play, after the goal scored, which I think might have been the game winner. He chopped Eric Johnson on the leg. Eric Johnson luckily lifted his foot, so it got mostly his boot. And meanwhile, if fucking Pat Maroon had put his head down and skated hard back, he might have had a chance to play. But instead, he glided the whole way back. And then fucking Kucherov, who breaks his stick and just has a complete hissy fit on the bench, just grabs the stick. Well- absolute meltdown there's 25 seconds left you're gonna throw your glove what good does that do you fucking donkey that was lord and john cooper complaining fucking everybody talks about how smart he is and all this great that's wonderful but you're a fucking whiny cunt i'm sorry (laughs) jeez i fucking can't stand that team all right so i got out of my system i feel much better all right all right so here come the heroes uh so joey Votto. Uh, Cincinnati Reds guy. Uh, I know a lot of baseball. He made this TikTok with a young girl. I thought it was great during the game. He did it. And then he uh, walked up. There was some little kid behind home plate. He gave him like the double fist bumps and then hit a home run and went right back to the kid for the fist bumps again. So Joey Votto out there pleasing the people. Sport. Then there's this guy. Yeah. Then there's this guy, Sadio Maine. He's a Sanguinese soccer star. I'm going to read this to you. He earns approximately $10.2 million annually. He, uh, after some pl- fans were flabbergasted, they saw him carrying a cracked iPhone 11. And this was his response. Why would I want 10 Ferraris, 20 diamond watches, and two jet planes? I starved as a kid. I worked in the fields. I played barefoot. I didn't go to school. Now I can help people. I prefer to build schools and give poor people food or clothing. I've built schools in a stadium, provide clothes, shoes, and food for people in extreme poverty, in addition, I give 70 euros per month to every person from a very poor Sanguinese region in order to contribute to their family economy. I do not need to display luxury cars, luxury homes, trips, and even planes. I prefer that my people receive some of what life has given me. Hell yeah. What a guy. I like that. <coughs> Little Bo good Bennett out. vibes there. Yeah, good outlook, so. right? 
So there you go. There's my heroes and zeros. We got one more, one more segment. Three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Three stars that I'm not prepared for. I am not at all because I thought it was superstitions, and it's not. <laughs> so, superstitions, that was like two weeks ago. I know. Uh, stupid games you play with buddies or family in honor of Josh Allen and his D's nuts obsession. Brownie, yeah. I might strike out here. You got to think of so, at least one. You must do something. All right, all right, all right keep going. All right, I oh, got one. Okay, I have one. I have all right, one. go ahead. Go ahead. But it's probably going to be my only one. Back in college, we used to play this thing called No Bones. And what no you bones? would do, no bones. Okay. And what you would do is you would go tag somebody and you'd say no bones. And if you were about to get tagged and you went like this, it didn't count. But if you got tagged with no bones, you had to literally pretend like you had no bones. So this <laughs> became like cafeteria, people spilling shit fucking everywhere at parties. Like Jeez, it was all like collapse. Like literally, a like you have no bones. Like you look and be like motherfucker, and then That's just fall to the ground. No bones. That was that was a game that that got a little rowdy. That's a good game. Yeah. Uh when I was a kid, my dad to keep us occupied on car trips would. He used to, if you saw a police car, you go police. And it was one point. And if you thought you saw a police car and it wasn't, it was minus one point. Okay. And we had to switch the game. <laughs> we had to switch the game to Corvettes when we got a little older because it was one time like two cops pulled up right next to us. We were eating ice cream or something. I don't remember this, but my dad tells the story. And all three of us started screaming police. And the cops came over and like, what's going on here? Like we were <laughs> fucking workouts. So we changed it to Corvettes after that. <laughs> We like still that. play it sometimes. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I have any like. <gasps> oh, have you ever played the game? Like, if you if you make the uh, the symbol. Oh well, yeah, yeah. If you, you get punched, and if you hold it below your waist, you get punched, right? Yeah. Punch that, buggies and the, stuff. The, pe- the penis game. Like, yeah. Uh, Looking at the brain. That's probably that's tabletop. Probably... You ever do the yeah, tabletop? Every, yep. Every once in a while, we would do that. Oh, I got one. We did this one for a couple of summers working when I had the kids I coach working for me painting houses. Uh, <laughs> so there's this game. There's a game that the Impractical Jokers, I guess, play, and we heard about it, so we started doing it. If I say to you, like, oh, you know who I'm with? If you say the word who, if I can get you to say who, the answer is Dave Thomas, founder of Wendy's, and then I get the point. And the game goes on for like ever. It resets once a year. There is one. It's a you know the song where it goes thunder, feel the thunder, lightning, and the thunder. You know that song? I think so. Do you know who sings it? No idea. Okay, so Imagine Dragons sings. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you were to be like, oh, it's Imagine Dragons, then I'd be like, Imagine dragging these balls on your forehead. That's something that I recently started doing. It's kind of like a these nuts kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But that that'd be funny. Imagine Dragons have uh, been on Impractical Jokers. So I feel I like we just we tied it all together. I think, nice we, yeah, I think we ended on that. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys for tuning in. Brown, do you have anything else for the people at home? As always, it's funny. Uh, you know, Facebook puts up your memories on this day. Yeah. So I had a whole list of like 15 or something or however long I've had Facebook of every July 1st, me wishing Jerome McGinley a happy birthday because I put it up as a post. 
So I had, and I showed it to Lori and she's my wife. She's like, you're such a loser. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I wished him a happy birthday. I said, somewhere on this giant spitting marble, there's a glorious bastard walking among us. God bless you, Jerome McGinley, and happy birthday. So I'll stick by that Very as my sign off. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll we'll keep cranking out podcasts. We'll figure out we're going to get some guests on. Interviews. So. Yep. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys turning in, and we will talk to you when we talk to you. Thank you.